how many hours do you usually train for and how many times do you travel a month? Um, uh, yeah, how many times do you travel a month right now, Gavin? Oh, that's the person who said that like 500 times in my stream yesterday and I never answered. But to answer your question, I would travel a lot every month because there's like a tournament every week, but it's all dependent on that. If there's no tournament, then I don't travel. Um, right, like you could break it down into like summer and winter have the most tournaments and then like spring and fall slow down a little bit, right? Yeah. As for practice right this moment, when I practice, I usually go for three hours. Um, and that's mostly because I specifically stream my practice nowadays too. I would maybe stream for another hour or two or practice for another hour or two. But I get way too tired if I'm also streaming. So sometimes I do like two hours, but it's usually about three when I practice. Do I have a bad sleep schedule? Pretty much. Bro. Where? Is my chat broken? Is it? I don't see nothing about no bad sleep schedule. I also mm. woke up 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I woke up an hour ago. <clears throat> How many hours do you have overall? Um, <laughs> my switch is always on. So I always see people saying, yo, look at Tweak's hours. But I literally leave my switch on. And it's usually just a smash machine. Um, so I don't How know. How many hours do you have on it? Like, actually. Like, a lot. Like, thousands and thousands. But, um, so I don't know how many hours I actually have. I really don't even care too much. Um, because, like, there's so many different setups I've played for, like, multiple hours on. I big feel that. Like, yeah, I've played not in... like, an accurate... I've played in tournaments. I've played on other setups, like... And, like, in my own setup, it's just not worth worth it because it's probably been on for more hours than I've played. Like, on Smash. Right, right. Like, it's not even a true dis um, depiction of, like, how much you practice at home, right? Like, you could leave it on for the whole weekend and then, yeah. like, come back or something, like... There's a powered-on count and playtime count. Yeah, if maybe if I look at the playtime count in the vault section... Oh, okay. That makes sense. People want to see it. They demand the number right I'll now. look at it. It's, it. it's probably very high regardless, but it's... Definitely not right on like the normal switch or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. And like, an another thing too is a lot of people probably don't realize like previous like experiences from previous games carry over certain fundamentals and da 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 da. Right? It's not like I feel like a lot of people they're like, "What must I do for X result?" And I like Void was talking about this a lot with his chat on stream. He's like arguing with someone and like. I, like it's just a whole f it gets me kind of heated because it's like the focal point of results right yeah it's like i get it right you you have to want or strive for a certain result i totally get it but like i feel like 99 percent of people like that's all they want and the reason why they want it isn't isn't because i feel like most people want it like for the fame 
like they they want to like be known for something you know what i mean like i want to be like pr in my region or i want to be like you know top you know, pgr or whatever right and a lot of the times it's for like that fame or recognition like that's what most people's motives are i think it's like also fine but like yeah. i think at first it always like is um a nice goal and a nice like progress thing to work on but like whenever like you start with that t sort of goal or intention it all like comes crashing down like at a certain point and that's the hardest part of all is that like you don't realize how damaging the mindset could be until it's like five years later and you're like oh damn <laughs> that yeah. that's like a something that's really difficult i think and i guess like the earlier you catch on to like how you're viewing the game and how you like like what your mindset is in general like the easier it is to unlearn a lot of the things that that are that could be negative or damaging yeah and i i like bring this up at the start of everything because i feel like tackling this is like one of the first things you should tackle yeah because it's like the core of like you're the why why you play exactly and it's like here's the thing about being only result based right the only thing that will satisfy you if you are result based are results and sometimes the better player loses like that's just you know what i mean it's it's it really like it come, there's so many outside factors that come in to like a tournament set, right? Like that player was just more on it that day. This other person has shit going on in his life. Like this person was sick the night before. Like this person um, doesn't like, like just got off of a flight from Japan and like didn't get any sleep or, and like it gets like plane sick or you know, there, there's literally like so many factors that happen outside of a, a tournament set that can affect the results and if you are only like focused on results like sometimes your like training and your results aren't going to match up in your brain like they're not going to like your expectations and the results you're getting are not going to match up you're going to get frustrated and you're not looking at the bigger picture of improvement so it's like you're people a lot of people i just see like them quit because it's like they're getting frustrated, but they don't have like the improvement mindset. They have the result mindset, right? So it's like it's really frustrating. Yo, void with the host. Yo, void. Thank you for the raid. Let's go, void. Hope you're doing well. And I think you make a good point saying like like all the outside factors and stuff because like like you we're talking about someone who like cares about results exclusively, right? So. That's like the core right there that we were talking about. Like if your core mindset is something like that, which has a lot of outside factors and a lot of things that aren't outside of your control, it's going to be a lot harder to be happy in general. Because um, the, the, the more stuff you focus on that's in your control, you know, the easier life gets and the more enjoyable life gets just naturally, right? Um, and a tournament is like that's the definition of like things out of your control. When you're going to a tournament, you don't control a single thing that happens. Like you barely control anything at all, right? So Holy shit, yeah, you're right. There's, <laughs> that's crazy. There's like hundreds of people competing or thousands of people competing. <laughs> like like you're this is not like what you think it is, you know? So like I definitely think sets? you make a good point. What's up? Yeah, I've 
I've lost like tournament sets to like I don't know if you guys like a lot of people even know about this, but there's something called snapback on a controller where um, a natural controller that's not modded, like to get snapback modded out, like if you like go for a dash grab, right? So I flick right and then I press Z right for a dash grab. When I flicked it to the right and it comes back, it'll sometimes snap back. So as it's coming, so I flick right and it's coming back. Sometimes it'll flick just one frame left, just one frame <laughs> off the flick, right? If you don't like, some people they'll they'll flick their controller and they'll let their thumb stick, like thumb go off the controller and they'll snap backwards. If you do this, it's not going to happen, right? But some people do that, especially like in intense moments, like you're just trying to like get the move out, right? Yeah. I've lost like game three last hit. Someone like lags with an up smash. I go for a dash grab, and it's like it snap back. I pivot grabbed in front of them, and they were like Martin smash four, and they just grabbed an up through me. And I literally like lost that, and it wasn't even me. Like it was, <laughs> like my literal controller, right? Yeah. Like that, there's shit that like that that happens in tournament. I've had like I hit a sour nair, and then someone like bumps into my chair because like they're going <laughs> to like report their results, and I like literally miss my a button and I, like up b or some dumb shit like that like that yeah. that that kind of shit like happens and and those like, are extremes there's so many small things too that also add up to a bigger picture too whether it's in or out of the game so right right and like obviously after that happened like i got snapback modded like there's things but like as a competitor you don't you don't know of these things until someone like either that it is experienced that tells you about it or you experience them yourself, right? You're just like learning and all that. So yeah, I just, I, I think one of the core things I wanted to like, I guess go over is like general mindset. Obviously like you're not going to come into a competitive space and just be like, yep, I have a great mindset. Like I'm just yeah. here to improve and like blah, 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 blah. Like it's definitely like it, you, you grow, you experience a bunch of stuff, you learn from it. Right? Everyone, Everyone comes in wanting to win and all that other stuff, but I think knowing of that process going into it, like from the rip, is really really important. I think a lot of people like ask me like like how do I improve my mindset? Like how did you improve your mindset? And like I feel like they look at it a little black and white. Um, I just heard my cat. Um. But honestly, it's not even like that. I, I, it's more of a process than it is whether you have the mindset or not. Like, like some, some days are easier than others. Like some days you'll like get upset or some days you'll like super care about the result. And then other days, like your mind, your mindset will be like a bit more clear. I think the most important thing is just acknowledging what you're working towards. Like let's like let let's continue to go off like the results thing you were talking about. Like someone who cares a lot about results, like unlearning that is gonna be really difficult, especially just like how people grow up is like they're taught like that, like winning is like very important and losing is like the worst thing ever, blah blah blah. So like unlearning that is very difficult and I think like my advice to anyone that's like, you know, struggling with like unlearning something or, you know, trying to improve their mindset, like I would tell them like, it's not just like whether you have it or not. It's like, if you have a rough day and you're disappointed in yourself, like as long as you're acknowledging that you're working towards like a specific goal or mindset, like that's, that's all you can do for that moment. Right. Like everyone thinks like, Oh, tweak, like, look at all this stuff you talk about and, like, 
all this mindset you talk about like how do i have that mindset like you do and it's like <laughs> well like sometimes i i would consider it like consider myself having like a mindset like that but sometimes i there's setbacks like i think I, like after like after the fact you have to at least acknowledge that you're working towards it so like like honestly lately like practicing has been really hard for me and like i'm not motivated to play to, and like that's just like normal like but i think the most important part um is like like i said like acknowledging that you're working towards like a a, a greater purpose like it's not like well i care too much about winning and losing when i when i tried not to yes i'm not cut out for this like it's, it's, it's just, over for me yeah like, <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, all right. One of my greatest inspirations in life, and I think this is something that you can you can take, because uh, everyone is inspired by someone or something usually. Yeah. Even if you don't know it, right? Um, is the late Kobe Rip Rip? Uh huh. Some peace, Kobe. But I watch a lot of his videos, um, just about like his mentality and like motivation and stuff, and. Uh, he basically said, like, if you want to be good at something, like, the first thing you should do, which is what Charles has said and what you have also spoke on, is, like, establish a goal, like, a, a tangible goal, and then reverse engineer it. So, like, you can't, you can't be like, all right, well, I just want to get results. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah. You need to work on like the steps to get results. So like you're saying some days that you don't feel like practicing, you don't feel like you have a good mentality, right? But like you recognize at the end of the day that your result, that you want your end goal to be the best player in the world, master of your craft, et cetera, et cetera. So even on those days that you don't feel like practicing, on those days that you don't feel like putting in the work, you're gonna do it anyway. Even if it's just for an hour, because you practice you don't practice that one day there's somebody else practicing that day you know yeah like, exactly it's it's hard to like think think of it in that way you know what i mean like it and that's the thing like I, like even yesterday like i streamed for an hour and like i would i wouldn't even consider it practice but off stream i played yuzu <laughs> like i i like as much as i didn't want to play like i still did it you know yeah and like you got to be able to just take those steps no matter what's going on. Not, not no matter what, but like really think about like how important your goal is to you as a person and how, how you're going to go about achieving it. And uh, it's, it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. Taking time off can be good. Like it's hard to quantify it's different for every person like yeah the time you should take off and shouldn't take off like i think the hard part about like that. having like a goal like or like let's say like like i play smash for a living obviously and like taking i think taking time off is amazing but i think if i'm taking time off because it's like i don't feel like practicing or like i'm like not feeling the game specifically I think there's like a bigger thing to look at there because like I play this game for a reason. Most of the time it's very fun and enjoyable and it's my career and I'm trying to improve and like blah, blah, blah. So I think like 
I think working through the the days where you don't want to or something like that can also can also be great as well because yes, like, you might learn a lot about what's going on with yourself or why you haven't been wanting to practice. <laughs> yeah, but it's like um it's like if you like you're like exercising, you're trying to lose weight, right? Like your end goal is that you want to hit like a specific goal weight, a, s a specific body shape, something yeah. like that. On the days you don't feel like exercising, you're not just going to be like, I'm just going to take a break from exercising. Like, I mean, you can, but you're just going to, your progress is going to be halted. halted. Yep. It's going to be a lot slower. Like, and sometimes you just got to be like, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm not going to get to this weight. I'm not going to get to my goal if I don't do it. So exactly. Let's just go let's just go get it done like and usually the crazy thing is usually after you do it you end up feeling way better about it than if you didn't do it because the other side is oh i didn't feel like doing it then you don't do it and then you're like dang i didn't even like go to the gym today or like i didn't even practice today like what am i really even working toward blah blah, blah. you know like so it, i feel like the the in the now not feeling like doing it is way better. Wait, my words are gone. In the now not feeling like doing it sucks, but once you do it, it feels good. Uh -huh. But in the now, when you don't feel like doing it and you don't do it, it feels awful afterwards. It feels worse. <laughs> it feels way worse. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Like, and also like. There's always the chance that you'll like look at the game in a different way or learn something you wouldn't have like just based off that one day whether you play or not like because mm -hmm. like anything you do like extensively or like as a, a big hobby or like a big career or like you're super competitive however you want to word it like like it's not always perfect conditions it's not always a perfect setting so like practicing through like all these types of variables and situations like you can really learn something that you might not have learned if you were like the happiest person alive on that day like it's like you know like perspective is so important right like uh, but the yeah. thing is it could go either way like taking it taking a break is really important too but as long as you acknowledge like what's truly going on right i think you need a little bit of both too like yeah so when I moved to SoCal, a, a lot of people would ask me like, okay, how do I improve blah, 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 right? It was like a very common question for me. Um, and I've just seen so many different types of players, right? And like, it, you know, when I talked earlier, it, it might, I'm not trying to say like, oh, never be salty, always rainbows and butterflies, like go O2 every week and just be happy about it because you're improving or whatever, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, but like you, you need a balance. So I've actually met, one player that like didn't get salty enough so usually <laughs> usually the problem is like results based gets too salty you know like and then it's just like this vortex right but i will say this you need salt to improve you absolutely need it um you if you do not get salty whatsoever like you, you just don't care you don't care enough and you're not a competitor um like at heart so it's like you definitely need the salt to like motivate the grind like that's usually like those two things go hand in hand like 
you lose to someone that you're just like i should not be losing to that person and like you're getting salty and like that's going to motivate you to like go home and grind whatever tech you need to do or whatever you need to work on or grind the matchup with someone right it's like the it's like the core base of it right um and like that with a mix of like i'm trying to improve right so it's like I, there is so there's a player in socal his name's eon this guy <laughs> is the only person i know in the smash community that didn't get salty enough He's the one person. <laughs> Everyone else in the SoCal community or like just in Smash in general, they get too salty for the most part, right? Um, but Eon wouldn't get salty enough. And like for me, it was always amazing. I would and he's a really good player for Smash 4 and Ultimate. And I, I've watched him grow as a player. And like he's the one person, like the one exception that I'm just like, wow, there there I am I am experiencing someone that like they could be a lot better if they got more salty. But like, and the and I, you know, I've, I'm good friends with Eon. I've talked to him and stuff. And he like for him, like he likes Smash, but he doesn't want it to be like it's not like a super end goal for him, right? Like he just he high school slash college. He likes doing it. He his friends play it. Like that's just like kind of for him, right? So it's like, um, with like for his goals, it it made sense the way he acted. But like I'm just I'm just letting the chat know that there is there are situations where like there are players might not seem like it that, but they just don't have enough salt. Like their mentality is like too improvement based, so to speak. So you need like a really good balance and everyone's balance is going to be different, right? Like um, obviously you have like extreme people that get salty, like, you know, canine, the Kira's, right? Like, and then, and then you have, you know, like the eons, right? Like you have both sides of the spectrum and you got to find that balance between the, the two sides to really like find your like strides in improvement. And yeah, I just, I, I think it's, it's really important. You still need the salt. You definitely need the salt. But like using the salt as motivation is like the biggest key thing to take away from it, in my opinion. I think that's interesting. I think like another way to look at it is like if you're com like, let's say like you play casually and you don't care too much about being the greatest player in the world or something but you're like curious on like how to improve i guess there could be something subconsciously there that like if you don't like quote unquote like care as much as someone else that like you might subconsciously might not be doing certain things you would be doing if you did care <laughs> so it's not i don't even know if it's necessarily about like getting getting salty versus not getting salty it's just like it's like it's just like a mindset thing i guess because like because if you want to i'm sure your your subconscious knows what's what to do to improve and it's not even like you have to get upset but it's like it's just a mindset thing like i guess that's how i see it I, i'm not sure exactly how to word it but i'm sure you get what i'm trying to say right it doesn't i think the the word salt comes off as like i am angry i lost right yeah like, right, right so you it doesn't it doesn't have to like when you lose you don't necessarily have to have a negative emotion but just know like hey i lost why did i lose like uh -huh. i can improve from there right like so rather than just like no thoughts about it motivation to improve that is probably the most common form of motivation to improve but it's definitely not the only one yeah <laughs> well, like as, as far as like we, we've pretty much tackled the the core of like how you should start improving right you like establish an end goal yeah um, mm -hmm. like this is all stuff goal. without touching a controller 
yeah we have not we have not even remotely thought like thought about how to execute any of it in game uh-huh. which is actually probably the easier part than the the, the mental side of things um, yeah because the, the thing about in-game stuff is it's all a lot of it is all like you know just raw time the more time the more time you have in the game the more likely it is that you have a general idea of what to do and it's just you know what we're talking about now that is like um something worth considering and working on yeah because like humans humans are made to like recognize patterns yeah so as as long as you're playing yeah mostly as long as you're playing and you're even slightly aware of what's going on and even if you're not slightly aware subconsciously you're just gonna pick up on seeing this thing happen and you're gonna know what's gonna happen next uh like if if like a wolf jumps at you and they're hard drifting in you probably know they're gonna use neutral air for it air if you're at like 10 percent or something yeah firm off of it and once you get hit by it enough and you take 70 from it you'll be like you know, maybe I should stop getting hit by that. And that's just something you learn from playing. Like, that has nothing to do with, like, h- how how you, you change your mindset to improve through through your practice sessions. That's just, oh, I was playing and I got hit by this 17,000 times and now I don't want to get hit by it anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think a lot of people will overthink it. Like, the, I see a lot of people where their mindset is so in the game that they just like think they don't have an answer for all this stuff and they like they get so obsessed with like um like perfect strategies or like perfect options that they like kind of neglect what we talked about at the start of the stream um that's always an interesting thing to see like like i if i i have there has to be a way for me to beat this every time blah 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 like, I see a lot of that. And yeah, I think I that, at the end of the day, that could lead into, like, what their mindset is, too, right? Like, they might have this, like, perfectionist, like, result mindset, and it leads to them, like, thinking, like, everything they need to do needs to be, like, some sort of unbeatable strategy or answer to every option type right. of thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny when I'm looking at like Kool Aid's Twitter, and he'll just be like, "Fundy's Pikachu," and he's just literally like whooping people's ass with <laughs> Pikachu, but he's not doing like the crazy zero to eighties or anything. He's just like, he's just fundamentally like outplaying them, right? And he'll 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 like post like random other characters where he's just like Fundy X character, Fundy Y character, <laughs> and like I think a big point that he's just trying to like show everyone that is like you don't you don't have to do the crazy optimal stuff like obviously you should be slowly trying to work on toward work towards that and stuff and like this is coming from the guy that like that's how i view the game like that perfectionist style that tweet's talking about like i view the game like that um it depends on like your personality too and like how you want to compete um i like when i competed in like brawl and smash 4 i would always want to do all the tech i would want to be like as optimal as possible but like there's there's like background behind that right because it's like i feel i feel like a lot of people this is going to be common for them like what i'm about to explain is you gotta you gotta know how to manage your resources and you have to so i was a i was a medic for the army and like one thing i took away from it is like for for medics we would like it was, it was called trending data i don't know why it stuck with me so much but like you, whenever you have a patient you want to trend their data which is like look at like 
their vital signs over the course of a week or a month and be like, okay, where's it going up? Where's it going down? Blah, blah, blah. You kind of want to do that with like your practice too. So it's like, so you, you can like set like a practice regimen, right? And be like, okay. And then you trend the data where it's like, how did I feel? Like I practiced X amount of hours, X amount of days, right? And you, you're, well, one, you have to be consistent if you want to like be able to trend data, right? And then you, you do it for a month and you're like, how did I feel when I went to like these two locals? Like, did I feel like I was improving? Did I feel not so much? Did I feel like I was pushing myself too much? Did I overwork myself, right? And you can like, you can tweak those numbers for you specifically because I, I can't like, there's so much people that ask me like, oh, how do I improve? And it's just like, I can't like just give you like this printout regiment where it's just like, yep, do that and you'll get this. Like everyone's different, even like the mindset and how you study the game, right? Like when I was competing as a player, the the reason why I felt like I had to optimize everything is because I was from Hawaii and Hawaii was a very limited region, right? So I'm going to, my mindset was, I'm going to play players that have way more experience than me. Like I play the same 20 people for literal decades like over a decade i've been playing the same 10 people in smash like i have no fucking experience over these mainlanders that literally like travel all over the place they're just gonna have way more experience than me so when i hit somebody i have to literally do like double the damage they do because i'm not gonna win neutral as much as them like it's literally like it's fucking impossible how how unless i literally think i am like a god that like i'm going to out like neutral people that are way more experienced than me, right? So it's like I'm thinking realistically here, right? So that's why when me and Void practice and trained, we literally like would DI and like literally figure out every single like combo route and everything. Cause it's like when we deal damage, we have to do more than them. We just we just have to, right? So that's how like me and Void, that's how our mentality was because of the resources we had. We were like on a fucking island, it costs like at least five to seven hundred dollars to fly to the wet for a west coast. We were broke high schoolers or like just out of college, right? We have no money. So it's like we have to we our training regiment and our practice was literally like it had all of our resources in mind. That's why we did the things we did. And that's why the style that we have is the way it is. And that's why like me and Void are very like not saying that other people aren't so studied in the game, but like that was the re like we didn't have like the resource of like, oh, let's go play the other top players. Like we just have to know the game so much that like when we do fight them, we just know as much as we know about the game and we like do double the damage they do when we get a hit that was like and you know obviously like void had a training i put void on a training regiment all that stuff and like we're able to trend the data based off of his stamina all that jazz so it's like having all of that in mind is super important especially if you're from a smaller region and even like the mentality of like i got good at teaching smash because i felt like i was forced to do it I'm glad I did it and I ended up like super enjoying it but but like I literally had to get the other 20 to 30 people in my community to be better right because if I'm like top three rank I can like grind with the other people but I need everyone else to be better too so I, I almost felt like I was forced in a situation where I have to like teach these people to like beat me so I can improve right but if you're in a bigger region or if you have resources to travel, you don't have to worry about that. There's probably a ton of players that are better than you that'll destroy you, right? Because you're not like locked away, so to speak, in this smaller region. So it's like, it's super dependent on your situation, but you, it's it's all about like resource management, resource management and like being realistic. I think you made a good point about like, um, you know, adjusting your schedule to like yourself as you do it. Because I think a lot of people will ask someone they view as like a professional or someone they look up to and be like, okay, how much do you practice every day? 
what do you do like what do you eat like they they, they just want to <laughs> yeah. like i'm exaggerating a bit but like they they want to like copy what your schedule is and like see if it just like automatically helps them but i think like you know whatever you currently do i think you should do that and like try to acknowledge how you're feeling what you're doing and like change it accordingly like when i used to practice um honestly for for most of my time playing smash my practice was i play until i can't play anymore and like which is so unhealthy <laughs> yeah like like i like jesus um uh, like That's like crazy <laughs> like, to the point where like after playing like i couldn't even like even during the session after a certain point like i'm not even absorbing any information anymore like i'm just doing it because that's just how i viewed it like if i'm not practicing like what what else am i supposed to be doing right but like nowadays i like i didn't even go into like i practice for three hours a day right now like um when i stream if i'm streaming i some maybe sometimes i'll play a little bit more off stream usually not though um and it was just something I came up with after trying to notice, like, how I feel after a certain point. Like, okay, like, after about two or three hours of streaming and practicing, I just feel like I'm getting a little burnt out. So let me absorb what I can, reflect on what I can, and just come back to it tomorrow. Rather than just playing until I burn myself out because, I don't know, it was just, at the time, it was the easiest thing for me to do because... If I had any sort of energy, like it would just like really mess with my head, and I was like, I have to play, like blah blah blah. Like I would just play until I couldn't couldn't play anymore. It was just how it worked for me before, but um, obviously I realized that like after a certain point, I'm not even like absorbing any information, and I'm basically just forcing it. So it's just you know, instead of just like look like thinking there's a right way to go about things, try to while you're practicing or while you're doing something try to like you know pay attention to how you're feeling in like certain key moments and you might be able to adjust your schedule or routine from there uh i see that someone said do you have any tips for physical improvement i feel like i'm literally not fast enough to do certain things in this game um that is something that a lot of people believe to be true like my reaction time's not good enough um i can't move my hands fast enough uh but that's Fake all news. something yeah that's all something that can be practiced and you gain it through experience i don't know what situations you're having troubles reacting to but maybe start there or like whatever you're not doing fast enough uh but maybe start paying attention to the situations where you aren't moving fast enough and then keying in on those and over time, you'll just naturally get better at, like, whatever. If it's, like, a million situations, then just take it one common situation at a time. And naturally, you'll just get better at doing things faster because you've seen it so much. You already know what to do once you see it. I think that's a, a good point. Like, acknowledging it in the moment. Because um, not playing fast enough is a very general thing, right? Or, like, I'm not moving my hands fast enough because there could be a bunch of reasons as to why you think that's the case um it could be too many situations you're trying to acknowledge at once it could be a very specific situation um it could be you're literally just telling yourself that and it's not true it could be a bunch of stuff um 
So yeah, like consciously acknowledging something in the moment and sacrificing some of your subconscious play could work out in the future. You know what I mean? Like that's another thing about like um about practice. Uh sacrificing like the result because like what's the point of caring so much about the result in the first place right um in order to improve in a specific area um that could always help as well and here a lot of people think when i say results or when we're talking about results we're talking solely term results wrong yeah. There are people, and like you're, you subconsciously do this because everybody's got an ego. I don't care if you think you're super humble. Like you, you, there are definitely more humble people than others, and more you know people with bigger egos or whatever. But at, you are a human. You have an ego, and when you're like playing friendlies, right? Like this is going to be a perfect example. And this is something I think Void particularly is very good at. Like because in Smash Four, he was kind of a step above the rest when it came to like practicing, but he would practice with everyone else. But the thing that Void was very good is he was he was good at getting a lot of value from practice that against players that were like worse than him by like a good chunk. Like I, I, I wouldn't say like I, I, I practiced with him the most in Hawaii. I wasn't like completely dog shit worse than him, but he was definitely like a level above me, right? Um but he could optimize and like we would lab out certain situations like if i was struggling with something or like he would just do different things like if he knew he could edge guard me with certain sequences over and over and work he would stop doing that and like kind of experiment or do other stuff to like and practice other specific setups that might be a little bit more niche but like because like okay for example say i'm playing playing somebody right and i just know that they always dash tag at the end of the day right like when this person's in a pressure situation, you know, and like we're practicing, right? And this is going to be very common because like not all the time are you going to be able to practice someone on the same level as you, right? More common than not, you're going to probably play someone that's worse than you um, if you're just like on the super grind, right? And like, let, let's just say, you know, for a fact that if you really wanted to win any game, you could just always up smash out of Shiva's dash tag. Always, 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 always. But like you could keep going for that and you can keep getting the W or you can try to practice other answers that two dash attack and you can still punish dash attack but like try to experiment with other stuff like oh let me try to jump over his dash attack and then punish with like land hit like a sour narrow to up smash with fox instead of just up smashing out of shield which could apply to a situation where the up smash wouldn't kill but you need another six percent for the kill right like now now we're getting like super deep into this right like to the point where it's like okay or maybe maybe i fade back hit him with the back air tech chase and then go for the up smash after that because i need a little bit more damage like kind of kind of like branching off and not doing the same punish that will always win you the game, but trying to like find different punishes for different types of habits or stuff like that um, is really big. And if, if your opponent sees that they're punishing you in various different ways for dash tag and even telling your opponent that like, Hey man, you're, you might not want to dash tag my shield too much, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And like kind of giving them advice to help them beat you is like really healthy for both of your growths. Right. Um, and like, you know, there's some people that, like it, 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 like I said, it all depends on your situation. If you're in a smaller region, like you might have to learn, go outside of your comfort zone and try to like learn how to teach people a little bit more, right? At least like at a base level, right? Like sometimes you're gonna have to do that kind of stuff. But yeah, just like sacrificing the result is such a big deal. Obviously in tournament, you're usually not gonna want to do that. But even like breaking down how you play in certain emotions, certain situations. This is why like going to tournaments a lot is very helpful because like 
you might not be playing at Genesis, but it's a tournament, right? It's the closest thing you're going to get. It's like a local or whatever, right? So it's like, okay, I notice in, you know, high-pressured situations when my heart's pumping and it's last stock, last hit, game five, I tend to do this specific habit. Or, like, breaking down your own play, but not only your own play, but your own play in specific situations where it's like, I'm really nervous right now. What do I tend to do? Or, like, stuff like that. And w being able to, like, identify those moments are super key. And I always love how tweak always mentions like never say like never if you're like not good at something it's not like you're just bad at it and that's it right and even like gavin has mentioned this before about like how people in smash community was like oh tweak has like a bad mentality or whatever right and it's just like gavin didn't like take that and just like yep that's it like it's over for me right like i guess whenever i'm in losers bracket i'm just out of the tournament no like it you might not be as good as other players at certain a specific aspect like reacting or you feel like you can't play as fast but that's not set in stone like you can always grind it you can be better at it there are so much players and like even i've heard tweak say this where he's like i don't think my reaction's that good i've heard mars say his reaction's not good and void like and i like there's specific scenarios where i'm like you have to have such good reaction to like react there but it's like it's a combination of anticipation with experience Mm -hmm. that can make someone's reaction look godlike but if they if they like literally did like a base like reaction test thing like maybe they don't score as high right like those two things are very different from each other so like knowing that and like you can kind of grind that right and another thing too for the player that asked about like oh like i just don't feel like i can play fast there are a lot of top players that do not play fast the buzz is a top five in multiple smash games does not play fast and there's nothing against him but like not just because you don't feel like you can play fast the the only answer is not oh i just need to play faster maybe you need to get better at controlling the pace of the game because there are certain characters that can slow other characters down and control the pace like wolf is a great example of a character that controls the pace of neutral because of like certain moves like nair and blaster right like you that can like slow a game down and be like, like all right chill like we're gonna play at this pace and and the buzz plays characters that also slow the pace down so you don't always have to don't tunnel in like you there's only one kind of answer to a specific like improvement area like there's usually multiple very true i i there's a couple ways to go about like say like like we're, we're going with the specific one with like someone who doesn't think they play fast enough but yeah, that's something I've said on the podcast before. Like, if you think you're good or bad at a certain aspect of the game, you don't have to just accept that as you. Like, there's so many ways to approach things differently or learn things or unlearn things. Um, like, for me, like, like Charles was saying, like, I grew up in the Smash community thinking I had a bad mindset because it's like I heard it a lot. And a lot of people would, would say that. And I like accepted it for a while until it's like, okay, like why do why why do I have to adjust my my life and the way I play Smash around certain aspects of like my play or me? Like why not just like change things at the core, right? Like or why not like look at things differently or approach things differently? Like you don't have to be like, I'm an aggressive player. I need to play this character. I need to play this way. I can't play on these stages. Like before we go into like help, like improving with like your game or helping you out, like we need to go all the way back to that stuff. Like that's the number one thing here, right? Like, like there's like, 
especially with Smash specifically, like there's so many, so many variables like we're always talking about. Like we don't have to view things as like black and white or like this is right, this is wrong. This character does this and is not good at this and is bad at that, bad at this, good at this. Like you can do stuff like that to a certain extent, but you don't have to view it as the book of Smash. This is the right and wrong. Um, it's kind of like sports, right? Like some people, like like let's say there's a book on sports for like form. Like let's say it's like tennis or something. It's like do this with your arm, do this with your with your knees, and you're like like if you're playing tennis for the first time in your life, you are not going to give a single fuck about your form. <laughs> going into it right you're gonna do what's comfortable what makes sense to you and you're gonna go from there but like these books or these coaches they're like some sort of reference but you have to look to a certain extent like yourself what's comfortable for you what you what you want to do like you know like outside the box right because a lot of sports and a lot of esports have like a general rule of thumb just because of all of the successful players beforehand or stuff like that you know what i mean so there's always a different way to approach things too so don't be afraid to do what you think is comfortable and do what you think is is how you want to do things dude the nba sorry i like talking about sports <laughs> i like i like sports i like basketball the NBA is not the same game as it was literally like 10 years ago. Exactly. Like, Steph Curry showed up. He was like, yo, I'm just going to shoot from 35 feet out, <laughs> and y'all have to stop me. Yep. And now, you look at it, dude, seven-foot people, they just be pulling up from 25. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yo, you seven feet. When would you... Um, You're not allowed to do that. Joker play like a point guard. He'd be he'd be bringing a ball up the court. I'm like, what? When did this happen? But like, it all started because this one dude was like, "Yo, I don't feel I don't feel comfortable like playing playing what they thought a point guard had to be." Dude just was like, "Yo, I can shoot. I'm gonna shoot." <laughs> yeah. And now now the entire NBA is different. Like you don't 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 feel like everything that someone says to you is like the way that you have to play the game or the way that you have to do things. Um, it's, it's something that you can look through like introspectively and like think about how it perceives to you and how you can make it work. But it, it definitely does not have to be the way to play the game. And I know a lot of people, they tend to, uh, they tend to model their gameplay after like their favorite top player or something like that. But that usually ends up being more harmful yeah. than than uh, than helpful. It's good to like take some key things that that they do in situations because they're obviously good and they're working, but like they can't be your model for success because at least diving a little deeper couldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah, like their their model for success is their model for success, not your model for success. Yeah. Just try to try to just take a little bit of it and be like, well, why did that work? You know? And yeah, exactly. And then, and then by the time you're digging into like, why did this work? Then you're not even completely modeling it after the top player anymore. Now you're just analyzing the game for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not just doing it because you see it. And, yeah. and at that point, can you even say you're copying anyone anymore? If you're truly understanding and you're truly viewing something like, that's what I was trying to say with like the sports comparison, like, a lot of people will just like 
like go to a like like if someone's being coached in a in a sport and like the coach is like saying like you need to do this with your hands and blah 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 like a lot of people aren't doing it because it's what's comfortable for them and they truly understand it they're just literally viewing it as right or wrong and i feel like a lot of the time a problem will surface at some point because of that experience and that's basically what i'm getting at this is also like we were talking about like routines and schedules this goes into that too like with people who ask others like how many hours a day do you practice what do you do like um sure like you can take that but eventually like seeing something for yourself seeing how you're feeling after a certain point like all of a sudden you're not even copying someone anymore and you're doing it for your own comfort yeah i think the main thing especially like what pink just touching about what pink was saying like not not copying a top player but like why right like understanding the the options being picked like oh why did you know x player back air there while drifting away um well it seems like it's pretty safe like and then obviously like from there you can like dig into the frame data if you understand that you know and like you don't even have to do that like that's something that like we're kind of more into right like knowing the frame data knowing like the the answers to very specific scenarios right which will then like craft how you play or whatnot but there's so much players on the pgr that don't give a flying fuck about frame data like you ask wadi about frame data wadi's gonna laugh at you like he's like i don't know any of that stuff like i just i just play off a of feel and like you don't have to know any of that you, you don't really you know what i mean but like that's just how he wants to like practice and um you know improve it at the game it's like some people will sit in training mode and work on like very specific routines for like a set amount of time right like void was a kind of a player like that um when i made his training schedule it's like okay like 30 minutes of perfect pivoting every day and then like after his hand didn't hurt as much then we bumped it up to an hour then an hour and a half it was like we're we're going to and again that was also matched up with resources too right where it's like okay we're going to surprise these people with like perfect pivot tech that like not many people want to invest time into um so some people it's like they can improve at like movement aspects just in training mode and they're able to apply it from training mode to like friendlies to then tournament that's usually like the the standard structure right but some people it's better for them to practice the movement like just straight off the rip in a game right like i feel like wadi is someone that is wouldn't like go into training mode to um, practice specific movement routes or whatever anything like that he's just going to jump right into playing against another person and kind of like feel out how he wants to move in the matchup and stuff like that right so even kind of understanding trying out different routines and see which will help you kind of like diving into like taking dipping your feet into every kind right and like it's still good to ask other players like oh like how do you practice so you kind of have a perspective right but everyone's situation different right like you might have a full-time job or part-time job part-time student so you might have to adjust according to that too right so that's also like a really big deal and again just kind of being consistent in trending the data if you not really feeling it like you, you try training mode for a week and it's just you don't really feel like you're improving from it you don't feel like you can transfer it over to friendlies really well then maybe just try to cut that out and play people instead and see if that works right better for you if that feels better for you i think something that is i was thinking about like just now that's pretty funny is um a lot of people that are like really desperate for some sort of improvement or advice whenever they get the the advice of like oh you have to do this for yourself you have to do like I think they get upset because they're looking for like concrete answers 
and they think that like a lot of the people giving them advice or coaching is it's like lazy they're saying like oh you got to do this for yourself or oh just like work hard or oh just play for a few hours like like i like i understand how like annoying the vagueness could be but the game is vague human <laughs> beings are vague and like it's 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 very difficult like there's never like one concrete answer to anything in life usually um so i i think i can like i can see why someone would get upset but at the same time this goes back to what we we're talking about like there's they have some sort of mindset where they think this is what they need to improve like they need some sort of concrete answer and i hope no one watches this and gets upset like that right because yeah like what what can you do to to help someone like that right just understanding that there's different learning curves yeah like i'm not gonna like like me i i it, it takes me a little bit like i'm not i i don't like super pick up on stuff like void was able to like perfect pivot like get the perfect pivot stuff combos like in smash 4 like faster than me so like i felt like i was like in that training mode phase for it's just for perfect pivots at least for a little longer stuff like that and there's nothing wrong with that and like just because someone else picks up on something faster doesn't mean that they're going to be better than you in the long run right like it just it adjusting to that i'm not going to tell like say you know when you're in a smash four is void still going to be doing perfect pivot drills like no like why would he do that like you optimizing your time to like where you are in the learning curve is so important right so it's like even you were touching up earlier like when you're when you're just like some people they're like dude i just don't get it like i pay smash for 14 hours a day yeah. and i'm like still not pr like well it's like well what are you really getting out of the that dude only plays for like two hours a day um even if you kind of like try to calculate like his learning curves a little bit better, like, but you play 14, that's still like an absurd difference. Right. Like, um, but like, what are you getting out of your practice? Like even like um, when me and Void used to grind a lot, sometimes we would play like for an hour or two and then we'd take like a little breather break where we just like stop playing for 15 to 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes to an hour. And we kind of just chill. We talk about like stuff, you know what I mean? Like really just intake the information that we just got done, like, you know, kind of discovering from playing and like really digest it and talk about it. And instead of just like keep playing and playing and playing. And then like after you're done playing for like 10 hours, you're just like brain dead, right? Because you're just so exhausted. And by the time that happens, it's like, are you, you're, you're so physically and mentally exhausted. Like, are you going to even try to digest whatever happened? You're probably just going to go to sleep or like, just be like oh fuck it i'm i'm done right like that's yeah. it and you're not really like in taking the information so optimizing your time to get like the maximum amount of value is something again that like depends on your learning curve depends on your personality right like um sometimes i'll sit there for like hours just studying the game right because i just wanted to like know as much as possible and see what other foxes were doing in smash 4 and stuff like that um so it's just it's it's a lot of gray area but <laughs> it's like you're you're more so it's it's like the grind of learning how to learn like that's that's like what you're trying to grind that's like the main thing you're trying to do while at the same time understanding like what's best for you and how to apply it to yourself right and also um gathering information from like smash competitive smash and like just entwining it together that's what i feel like it is and uh you definitely said something really really important that i i don't know if a lot of people picked up on but uh, you're correct when just because someone learns faster than you doesn't mean that they will always be better than you. 
and um you you have to kind of recognize like again this goes back to your goals what you're playing for so like if you're playing if your goal is to be the best in like uh you only have like six months to play then of course you're going to compare yourself to like the person that like due, due to life circumstances or something of course you're only going to compare yourself to the person that learns really quickly because you're like dang they learn this so quickly and normally a lot of times that ends up happening in like close friend groups where like one friend learns much much faster and used to beat them before and now you can't beat them anymore but like as long as you're constantly improving like and your end goal could be years down the road like if they decide at some point that they hit or they plateau at some point and they give up on learning and you don't give up on learning you'll slowly catch up over time so like it, it's really important not to give up so early just because you feel like your friend it may not be cut out for you because your friend is much better at learning than you are yeah and once again this goes back to like what we were talking about at the beginning with like you know outside factors and things outside of your control like comparisons are so dangerous right um like you're diving really deep into something that you have no control over you're diving into literally another person's brain <laughs> like why this is not you like you have to really question the core of yourself if you start comparing so much right and um yeah, Charles mentioned something like a second ago that I wanted to to talk about. But yeah, like a lot of this goes back to what we've been saying. Hello? What? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. no problem. I saw something in the chat. I think that that reminded me of something I wanted to say. Um all right, if you find it again. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, okay. You so, gotta go then. someone was like, a lot of people talk about like, what do I do? And they always get the answer of just play. And I think it like annoys them. But it goes back to what we were talking about with like human beings recognizing p patterns and like muscle memory. Like, or like a lot of the time, like raw experience will literally speed you up. And like, you probably don't, won't even notice yourself getting faster. A lot of people that think they don't play fast enough or like could be anything specifically, but, um, raw gameplay, you will always learn something and it, a lot of time it probably will be subconsciously, which is still fine. Like if anything, that's like the greatest thing ever that you could improve on. Um, but yeah. If you're playing too long or you're like consciously thinking about a lot of outside factors like winning and losing, it gets a lot harder, right? And like, let's say with me in the past, like if I played for like eight hours and I'm like just too tired to even function after, like even subconsciously, I'm not even getting faster or improving or like acknowledging things anymore because I'm just going through the motions at that point, right? And I think for a lot of people, if they have some sort of mindset that they're having trouble controlling like they're comparing or winning and losing or i'm not fast enough it gets a lot harder to absorb anything the more things you clutter your brain with right yeah oh yeah for sure um there's a question i wanted to so what if so this is from the loan from the chat what if you are complete trash at figuring out how to improve optimally so that is it's just trial and error right because so there's so much gray area because we are not all the same human being. If we were just copies of the same human being, I could give you a pamphlet and be like, boom, right here. This is it. Yep. You do this, you do that, boom. 
we're all the same human beings, but we're not. So you just have to, it's trial and error. You are, you are taught, like, you're talking to people right now that have been doing this shit for over a decade, and for more than half of it, it didn't even fucking matter. We just did it because we loved it. Yeah. And that's why it might, like, kind of feel foreign to most of you guys in the chat, because, like, maybe Ultimate's your first competitive game, right, for Smash. And it's just like, oh, man, like, this, this all just feels so overwhelming, and, like, I feel like I'm just getting very generic advice, right? But we're giving you the tools and like the great thing about this is like the way we're talking about it is like you can apply this to like any game you play or almost anything in life like learning how to improve is like that that's been happening to you since birth like you've been trying to improve as a human being like you have to learn how to walk talk like you know what i mean like you have to do all that stuff right so um it's just it's it's a lot of it is trial and error and like just getting other people's perspective that's really what a coach is right like um i mean just most of the time it's just you're giving another perspective to the player. Whether they use that perspective or not, it's up to them. But it's like, even my dog. Hold up. Kermy. Okay. So, um, what was I saying? Uh, but like, it's just it's tr it's trial and error. And like, we've been going through this process, and I've like grown as. My own, like as a as a player, I've watched, I've helped other players grow, right? So it's like, um, it's 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 a lot of trial and error, and it's a lot of like getting perspective from other people, right? Like getting advice, getting perspective, like, I, you know what I mean? Like I, I even like to the players I coach, I'm not the only perspective that they got. Like it's not like their own perspective and their coach's perspective. It's all their close friends, all the people from the region, right? All the other competitive players, they talk to each other at tournaments and stuff. Like gathering all these different perspectives and, you know, going through the experience with trial and error, right? Because even like, even when you get to the point where you're like able to play really well, like in friendlies and stuff, one of the hardest transitions for a high player going into a top player is like, can you play like that? on the stage when it matters like that's that's like a whole nother fucking ball game and that's like a whole nother podcast topic but it's like you you just have to go through that trial and error there's no solidified question it's literally like it's like i said it's training trending data right like you're trending the data like i've been doing this for a month like how do i feel what are the results like what are my results do i feel like i'm improving i can watch i can literally look at vods if i record them does my movement look better does my punish game look better like it's it's a lot of work yes but it's you're you're just you're it's trial and error it's trending data and like going from there and like being honest with yourself on how you feel about stuff and getting a bunch of other people's perspective, right? On how to improve or what do you think I'm doing wrong and stuff like that. Like having all of those resources is so important. I saw something really nice from the chat. Um, well, like, that could lead into something I actually wanted to possibly mention. Um, someone said like, you guys didn't have the advice when y'all were starting, which is very true. Like for me, like, when I would play, I would just super focus on like doing some sort of cool combo or highlight or, you know, it was for me, it was just like all in my control, right? Like I wasn't like looking for like some sort of inspiration or, or like advice from someone else. Cause I didn't even think I was going to be doing it for a living or something like that. But at the same time, you got to think like my my conscious wasn't really cluttered with a bunch of stuff like I have to be playing for X amount of time. 
these are the best options in the game blah 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 like i have to have this sort of routine like i was just playing to master the gameplay as much as i could and in my head it was to try to do cool things right like what i thought was cool mm -hmm. but in that way i was improving naturally just from a lot of raw gameplay and i was improving in order to do cooler and cooler things or at least what i thought were cooler and naturally every aspect of my play was going to get faster or improve because i'm playing against different opponents every time or there's like more execution into like the stuff i'm doing and i think that all leads into like how i view the game now which is i i don't like watch the game i don't look for some sort of specific players gameplay or like watching something or asking someone for for advice on like what i should be doing in the game it's all like i play i reflect i could have done this i could have done that blah, blah blah go back into it next time right and it's just like very simple very pure and it really helps with you know like what we talk about with like patterns and absorbing information with my subconscious right because i'm not like super focused on like i have to do this every time i have to win this like i'm gonna lose this if i do that um it becomes so much easier to reflect on the raw gameplay if there isn't some sort of thing conscious like thing like cluttering your conscious like a bunch of crazy mindsets right yeah, and some players, like, Tweak is a player that can, you can play, like, a game or a set with Tweak and be like, oh, hey, do you remember that one instance? And then and then it'll be like, oh, yeah, blah, 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 or whatever, right? And you talk about it. But there's other players that can't do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I remember I used to grind Smash 4 with K9. I couldn't, I can't do that with K9. K9, can't, like, I'll, like, the game would be over. And like he he might remember like the last talk scenario, but like other than that, he he literally can't. He he's like yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. And like to me, that was like that was crazy to me because like I can recall all like almost the whole match, right? Um, but it's like the way Canine plays, he plays more like with the um like through the sides of his emotions, so he doesn't really like record that information, so to speak, right? So it it also just that's another situation where it depends. Like some players literally have to like look back at the VOD because they cannot remember because when they're playing, they don't like record everything subconsciously. Right. So it's like, that's another thing that like kind of depends on what kind of person you are. Right. And like how, how you're able to like perceive and remember the game that like the gameplay you're playing. Like some players literally just have to look at the VOD because they cannot remember what they played. Yeah, and someone did just ask about VAR review, and that is a good point. Uh, not not VAR review is for some players, not for every player, but it also depends on what level of the game you're playing at. Because if you are an entry level player and you're watching your VOD, you're not gonna pick up a single thing from it. You're just gonna be like, "I got hit here, I got hit there. This is what I was trying to do." When you're at the tippity top of the game, you're watching VODs. You're not even watching. You're you're studying the opponent. Like at, at that point you're you're way beyond like needing vod review to improve yourself you're studying the opponent yeah so usually like vod review is important for like mid mid-level players for the most part but it's also really hard to do effectively and that's something that you actually have to be taught usually yeah and like, the difference between game knowledge oh, right? sorry like yeah 
Yeah, that's all I want to say. Yeah, like the di- like the difference between like the the new player watching their vod and the top player watching their vod is like the number one difference here is just raw time put into the game. <laughs> um, for an entry level player, I'd rather like if I was an entry level player to anything, I'd rather just go back into the fight, right, than like watch my vod because at that point there's there's literally a bunch of very basic critical muscle memory that hasn't been learned, which um, for for me with Smash specifically, there's so many basics that are just like breathing, right? And it's not even because of me being good or bad at something. It's just raw time. Um, and obviously, like time works differently for everyone. Like some things will, will be quicker adapted than others. And... For like even for me right there's a bunch of stuff like i probably haven't mastered that are like pretty basic um and that's just like for vods it's like i'd just rather go back into playing there's just too much to learn that isn't even worth studying at the moment like how to imp- like let's say it's like street fighter because i i'm not as experienced as street fighter like it's just raw execution right like what's the point of watching the vod if I can't even, if I if you can't input everything like subconsciously, like what's the point of of going into like the VOD review part of improvement, right? <laughs> but it, it all depends. For studying your opponent, it could be great too. Yeah, yeah, I I think it's like amazing for studying your opponent. Um, I remember I was it like it was like one of the first podcasts i talk about my match at genesis 3 versus mvd i literally cheesed his first stock because he liked to double jump monkey flip at a very specific spot yeah obviously like i'm coming from hawaii right so i literally need like every cheesy bullshit i can do like that that was like my mentality right so it's yeah. like i like literally probably don't beat this player like experience versus experience wise neutral so i'm gonna like literally try to kill him at like 40 or 50 like and that, like i got an edge off of that right so like stuff like that like you can you can definitely pull off right where it's just like oh dang i'm like trying to s- study a specific thing or like maybe you're frustrated at a certain matchup right where it's just like dang i always lose this matchup but i don't really know why like what 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 am i getting fucked up by so much and then you can like literally like you can view you playing against that character and see exactly how you're getting shit on or what what the what is the issue like oh i I have a really hard time killing them. Okay, now look up a top player that played against that character. How does he kill him? Like you're you're like getting very like specific scenarios. And I'm actually going to segue this into asking for advice. Now, I will say 99 out of 100 smashers are so fucking shitty at asking for advice. You guys are so bad at asking for <laughs> advice. Do not I swear, do not like don't expect a detailed answer with a not detailed question. Like, there are so many smashers that go into so many streams. It's just like, how do I get better at Smash? And it's just like, um, hmm. You just ask like the most generalistic question. Like, what do you think the person's gonna say? They're gonna give you a very general answer. Play the game a lot. Are they wrong? No, they're not wrong. They're absolutely right. So it's like don't don't expect like advice like i feel like every time a smasher asks for advice from a top player or so, like someone that's very knowledgeable of the game or whatever right they this is what they expect you know i'm gonna ask tweet for advice dude he's gonna say some shit that's like totally fucking inspiring 
blows my mind. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna like unlock some inner chi shit and like <laughs> just be better at the game, dude. He's gonna like open up my mind to the world of competitive Smash, and it's gonna be the most insightful moment of my fucking life. No, it's not gonna <laughs> fucking happen, dude. It is not gonna, and especially the chances of it happening are way lower when you ask a very general question. Like if you if you go up to Tweak and you ask him. Hey Tweak, uh, I have a very hard time dealing with uh, Joker as Diddy, and it's like I just don't know how to contest Gun. Like he like just jumps up in the fucking air and he just starts downgunning. Like what do you do in that specific situation? Like how do you handle that? I'm pretty sure Tweak can give you a very specific answer to that, and yeah. like that's gonna be very insightful because it was a very specific thing with specific characters and a specific situation, right? So, like knowing how to ask for advice is so important and the way like the more details are in the question the better do not ask like how do i get better with diddy kong like <laughs> well, okay we got a character i don't even know that <laughs> right i want to get better oh yo but, like, there's so much aspects yo Chase, thank you for the five gifted what is up you can become a hero <laughs> you are the chosen one <laughs> that's that's <laughs> definitely a, a funny example of like someone asking for like how do i win right now yep and it's just like the anime music starts playing they touch your <laughs> shoulder and they're just like press up air right here every time and you'll <laughs> always win and even like the uh someone asked earlier in the chat like oh i'm trying to improve on playing faster but it's not working out right like that was that was a good question that was a very like direct thing where it's just like oh i'm trying to improve on like this core aspect but like i want to be faster like what are you trying to improve on this core aspect right like say speed right like they want to play faster so it's like at least there, there's there's enough specifics in there to give give that person a very good piece of advice right um so it's like even that that wasn't like super specific but it was there was enough information like i guess generally all i have to say is the more the more general the less details your question has, the less details the answer is going to be. Essentially, like you, it's going to be like a one for one trade for the most part. Yeah, if if like I play somebody, and they're after the set, they say the words any tips. I literally just tell them why I beat them. I don't I don't tell them like how they can improve on it. I don't tell them anything. I just go, you always do this in this scenario, and I really hope that they can take that upon themselves to figure out what to do differently in that scenario. Yeah. If they said, hey, how come it feels like every time that I do X in this scenario, you were ready for it? I will give you a completely different answer that is much more detailed. But until you decide that you want to take it upon yourself to put the time in to give a good question, then I'm probably not going to give you a good answer. Yeah, honestly, I super admire and respect that you even go as far to do that because even that is very a very difficult answer to a very like general question right mm -hmm. so honestly that's a good like routine to go with it's like okay if they ask something that's general how about i just say like a specific crucial moment from the match because of something that they do often or whatever yeah. and something i wanted to talk about was a few minutes like 10 minutes or so ago charles we were talking about vod review and Charles said, like, 
like let's say you're playing with someone and like you couldn't figure out what to do in a certain situation or you very consistently couldn't kill them or they very consistently killed you in a certain spot that's a nice way to go into the vod review looking for something right like that's a very nice way to use such a great resource i think maybe some people might think all right just play for a little bit time to go back into like the recording or the vod and just look at it i feel like sometimes you might just be staring at it and be like i don't even know what i'm looking for or what to look at um especially after being told like i just told people like my experiences and how i don't watch vods that doesn't mean like you shouldn't or like other people should or shouldn't like i think what charles said is very useful like, if you're literally confused, you're reflecting after playing the game, that would be a great opportunity to look back into that specific VOD or, like, someone else playing that specific matchup because you have something to look out for. Um, that is something for your conscious that you really want. This isn't about, like, your subconscious with, like, raw gameplay and muscle memory. Like, this is a very specific scenario that you consciously don't understand and you want to. Um... Yeah, I just really wanted to make sure I touched up on that because I thought that was a really uh, nice point. Yeah, and even um, specifically for Rod Review, uh, understanding, like, so it's like, why am I getting edgeguarded, right? And it's like, don't try not to just look at the edgeguard, right? Like, so it's like, fuck, I'm getting bared by Joker. Like, fuck me, right? It's like, yeah. well... <laughs> that move's broken. So it's like, of course you're going to get fucking hit by it. So why don't you turn the clock back right why are you why are you off stage with no double jump where'd you yeah. burn your double jump okay um okay you burned your double jump here did he did you really have to like was he was there a reason for that double jump what what was the purpose of that double jump or were you reacting because there was like a threat somewhere right oh wait okay let's rewind it even more why are you off stage like what neutral decision did you make that like got you punished to like put you off stage right like really breaking down like not only the edge guard, not only where you burn your best resource, and and then even going back to like neutral. I think that's like really yeah. important, like in terms of just VOD review. And that like goes back to what we were saying. Like, look at how like much we branched out and like we're looking towards and like looking to improve on just based off looking at the VOD, going into it, looking for something specific, right? If you just go right into it, you might never even give yourself the chance to really dive deep and look at all these aspects of the match if you're not looking for something specific originally, right? Like, at first, like, we were talking about edge guarding, and then all of a sudden we're talking about onstage stuff. Like, it's we're not even off stage anymore. So I think that's a really, really helpful way to use a, such a great resource as, like, a, a, a replay or a VOD or a recording or whatever. And there's so much resources out there, right? So it's like, a lot of people might be thinking, like, well, I want to start doing VOD, but I don't understand the game as much there there's so much smash content out there you know and then like all three of us do content right where it's like teaching content i mean this is a piece of content right now that we're trying to teach <laughs> yeah. right now right so it's like if you're in here there's definitely like at least there's some kind of effort into like trying to understand the game so it can snowball the value of like your vod review or like your reflection and stuff like that which is a perfect segue to i just came out <laughs> with bam and paz with a <laughs> youtube channel smash <laughs> university I'm, I'm gonna throw the link up real quick if that's cool with you tweak yeah no feel free and we so 
I, I'm super excited. This is something that I've been trying to work on for a really long time, and it's hard to just do by myself, obviously. So, you know, I'm working with Bam and Paz, really amazing people in the uh, Smash community. <laughs> the best. Oh, yeah, see, the, the, the best. It's my guy right here. So, you already know I gotta, I gotta hit it with the shell. Diversity. So we just came out on a video with uh, about dashing, which is like obviously a core aspect. So there's that. Boom, you can check that out. But yeah, like there's there's a lot of content out there for like learning and stuff like that. So, so the think... channel is Smash University, right? Yeah, Smash University. Yes. Check that out, guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like we plugged the like... link in the chat. But if you guys listening to this on YouTube or something, um, Smash University is going to be uploading a bunch of very specific Smash content rather than a, just there. us talking about general stuff so yeah and there's a ton of guides right like there's so many guides and like we talked about perspective earlier right like there's so many content out there that's like a lot of people's perspective is there like a super right or a super wrong answer no it's like it's a fighting game right like it's there's a bunch of like diverse rps situations going on so it's like oh yo dragon coming through stop this calm down Cool, Dragon, thank you for the 10 gifted subs. Also, someone, everyone, thank you for the subs and stuff. I usually don't acknowledge it as much when I'm, because people are usually talking and I don't want to interrupt them, but thank you. Holy shit, thank you for the 10 gifted and thank you everyone for the support. But yes, the whole, I think something that could really help, like let's say like someone watches this podcast today and then they look for like some sort of character guide for the character they play. I think it might be very helpful based on what we talked about, right? Cuz if they if someone goes into like a character guide, they're going to they might view things as right and wrong, right? Like I shouldn't do this, I should do this. I think having like here would be a nice process for me if I was doing it. I like, you know, you play the game, you pick the character because you want to play them, you do what's comfortable, what makes sense to you, you learn a bunch of stuff subconsciously, and then in your spare time, like during like your like your like recollecting phase, right? Where you're like trying to think about what to improve on, you look at the guide, you're like, okay, here's a really great resource, here's a bunch of information. Instead of viewing it as like this is what you do. It's more so like another perspective, some more information, because I think forcing yourself to do what you think is right and wrong will only bring problems in the future. Um, and if they don't, like immediately, and it's not very apparent, when it does, it's going to be even scarier than ever, because you're going to be like, oh, what the heck? Like those last few months, like what, what, what's going on? Like, I feel like something's wrong now. Like, you know what I mean? Dude imagine imagine how your diddy would look if you stuck to how diddy should have been played and you were just running around banana in hand shielding the whole time like that's what most diddy guys probably would have said six months ago ten months ago like yo just he's a very defensive character hold shield banana haha punish like now you're out here z drop bananas like to the gameplay doing banana down air all these like crazy combos for 80 percent like that you can't be taught that through a guide that's just something you learn through experience like don't be afraid to change the meta and that's like, the other thing too like 
there will be stuff in the guide that say like look at this optimal combo right but there's so many different situations um where i think like 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 let's if we're talking about my ditty specifically sometimes i'll do like a crazy 70 percent combo right and sometimes it'll be the most basic bread and butter and like you know this comes from like raw experience from risk reward and positioning and matchups and the stages so like once again maybe i could have done the same combo in the next scenario that i did like last game but i don't this time you know that that is coming from raw experience comfort and it's not me viewing something as right and right or wrong and you have to do the same thing in this scenario every time you know what i mean so once again we're talking about like some sort of balance here like we've been talking about throughout the podcast sorry yeah, what were you that saying kind of scenario will always be like a thing in tournament too right like oh shit i'm super nervous like uh you know what you know with the clean 40 percent like pull my banana i'm good like you know <laughs> like, it's like it, it it depends on like even like your emotional state too and again that will come through tournament experience and stuff like that where it's like oh shit I'm super nervous. Okay, well, do my standard, like, crazy fucking insane 80%. Oh, wait, I botched it, and I got reversal. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm off stage. Wait a minute, and I'm dead. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that happens. That, like, actually happens. So it's like, um, un and that, that kind of goes back to, like, understanding yourself and know how you perform with certain emotions in line and stuff like that. And I think, like, let's say you play a specific character and you're looking for, like, a top player stream or, like, content and you see them you see them like get put in the situation where they could do x thing and they do something else and then you're like wait why didn't he do the thing that everyone says is so amazing and and crazy and broken and i think that's where a lot of pe people come in and they say like typing in the twitch chat like why didn't you do this like you would have done more damage or i think that's where they're looking at the game as like black and white and like right and wrong and and it's always fine to ask questions but looking back on like why they're probably asking this question is because they saw the guide or they did a combo themselves and they're like okay doing this every time this is my answer yeah it's like being comfortable is so important and like this even comes from like a coaching slash teaching perspective on counterpick stages you know smash is a very unique game in a sense of like uh you can change the stage most traditional fighters it's like a flat stage with like a different background for the most part right so but smash it's like there's so many times where i'm like well on paper which is kind of not on paper but it's like commonly most people will take you know counterpick this character here like commonly uh yoshi will go to yoshi's story if it's available so you would ban yoshi's story now if someone fights a mario on yoshi's story do they automatically lose is it black and white no it's just there's you got to understand the reason behind it yo loki like mario gets i am always banning that stage against mario that is yo right, lo right. low-key that shit's black and white bro is a free low-key like that i know we said there's no right and wrong chat but <laughs> if you're playing against mario on yoshi's story <laughs> you're crazy you lost you are fucking crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so something like that, right? There's like a very clear-cut value of like, is there any character that gets more from Mario, like at a top level, than Mario? Like, no. 
So that's why it's kind of like black and white. Unless there's like some undiscovered. I was shit, mostly like... joking, but. But no, I mean, you're you're it, it, it like kind of depends on the balance, right? Like to what we know of the game right now. You're crazy if you take Mario. If you yeah, exactly. Like Mario, right? But I mean, who knows? Like this game is so young. This game is so like the meta is so underdeveloped. There's so much shit. Like, you know, six months ago, people thought Diddy was trash or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's like there's there's any like there's there's so many different players that can pick up a character or like something can get found out. Like instant double jump got found out not too long ago, and like people are experimenting with that, right? So it's like you never know, right? Maybe there's some instant double jump combo that like falcon or something can do to mario and it's just like yeah falcon's down to play mario like that's the one stage that like mario might not want to counterpick to like or that one character he doesn't want to take to yoshi's or whatever it just kind of like depends on where the meta goes and like what we figure out about the game and that's the thing like i think there's a very clear difference between one second there's a very clear difference between what you've been told and your own experience right like when I like going into a turn, like I actually have a very specific scenario with a experience with Mario on Yoshi's story. Um, <laughs> I was at a tournament and I've, I had obviously heard how amazing Mario is on Yoshi's story. Right. And so obviously I wouldn't want to do that. And Yoshi's Story is a very crazy stage. A lot of characters have a lot of specific setups, lots of early kills. Like, it's a very... It's a counterpick stage for a reason. Um, and I was... It was, like, game one. It, it was, like, Olimar versus Pokemon Trainer, I think. This is, like, when I was playing Pokemon Trainer. I win. Obviously, I didn't know they played Mario, but they go Mario on Yoshi's Story, and I lose. And I'm like, okay, like, I've experienced it myself now. I've already heard it, but now that I've experienced it, I have, like, a specific reason why I'm not going to do that in the future, right? He hit me at 20, and I died. Yeah. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Like, I could everyone not knows, like, why people usually don't do it but i think experiencing things on your on your own can really be helpful though because maybe maybe you learn something specific that you wouldn't have learned if you never fought mario and yoshi's story you know what i mean basically what i'm trying to say is uh it's another case of not viewing things as too black and white like but yeah that's what yeah. makes Smash so cool too, right? Like, it's like, oh, that guy has a pocket Mario. Like, not he, like you could even be thinking like, not even a Mario main, right? But like, oh snap, this dude has a pocket Mario though. Like, I, I'm gonna ban Yoshi's. Like, it's like the cool like depth part about Smash, in my opinion. I think it makes it really cool. Bro, you oh it's Mars, bro, you what's up, Mars? You uh, <laughs> you played Schroeder at Glitch when Greninja game one, <laughs> game two saw Yoshi's. I was like. Oh no, dude! It's I remember. I saw so funny because I, like, I went into I it. Yeah, I went into it knowing that was a possibility, and for some reason, I always forget with the character switch into the stage pick. If I'm yeah. playing a Mario on the first game, yeah. I'm very clearly gonna ban Yoshi's story. <laughs> but if, but like low key, I'll forget. <laughs> Especially because usually, like. <laughs> I'm always the one switching characters. Sometimes you forget that other people can do it too. <laughs> yeah, like remembering everyone's pocket Mario and stuff like that. That's when it gets hard, man. 
that's when it gets really hard yeah to, like uh, you gotta have that knowledge yeah especially like if it's like a pool smash and like it's not like you're not like studying a specific top player that you always see like you don't know if they're about to pull out the the mario or roy on yoshi's story like that's terrifying and that just you know you just need more like more experience um you know you learn about more players because <laughs> you might play this person again um or maybe you just don't even want to take the risk of playing on such a volatile counterpick, right? So I'm going to ban Yoshi's Story very often just to avoid the possibility of Mario killing me off of every hit, right? There's uh, also the, the tech, and this is like a very common thing. You'll play against somebody and you'll be like, they're not going to pick Lilat. So you don't even ban it. You're yeah. just like, oh, yep. they're not picking Lilat. Everyone hates Lilat. Everyone hates Lilat. And then you you realize, oh, snap, I'm playing MVD. Y'all got banned Lilat. Cause that's exactly. Like, you just you just sort of know. like. And then they have access to, like, maybe other stages they like because they they probably already know you're banning Lilat, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. But low-key, I'm, I'm still banning Lilat every time. I'm still banning Lila and Yoshi's are gone. Slants need to go. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I don't even hate playing on Yoshi's story, but the idea of slants. Mm-hmm. And, but Lila, I'm very uncomfortable on it. And I practice on it every day. And I'm still like not quite adjusted to Lila compared to other stages. The stage ugly. Yeah, even like even play styles too, right? Like some people like volatile styles, like the high risk, high reward. Like I want yeah. small blast zones. Like I want less neutral interactions. Like just people dying faster. Yeah. Um, I'll, I I say this all the time when people ask me like counterpick advice, like, oh, you're going up against a Japanese player, ban FD and Kalos. Like that's it's like a like you don't it, it depends on the character slash player, but like most of the time, like you want to take those stages away. But there's also some players that play really good on those stages. Like um, Gavin plays very very well on Kalos, right? So it's like it it it, it all just kind of like depends on like are they are they more comfortable than you? Are you like so uncomfortable on other stages? Like so I, I've seen people counter pick like bad stages for like the matchup right but like that's their comfortable stage like oh i'm just gonna play fox on battlefield because i'm about battlefield like i know he's really broken on it but like i am just personally super comfortable on it so like i'm gonna play battlefield against fox which is like very doable you know yeah it's not a lot of auto win stages for characters but there's one thing y'all learn. Anymore. yeah if there's one thing y'all learned from this podcast out of everything we talked about if you know somebody who plays Mario, ban Yoshi's. <laughs> so the one black and white thing in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Bro, I'm a Mario maid, but pro- I promise you, I'm just very neutral based. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill you at zero, bro. <laughs> I play neutral. Stages is broken for Mario, like actually. <laughs> He's good on Battlefield, Yoshi's, <laughs> PS2, PS2, yeah. No, I think we just said the stage list. <laughs> yeah, and, like, P- PS2 Mario ban. is something else. They're forced to ban Yoshi's already. Like. Oh my god. <sighs> Fucking Mario. <laughs> it's a new ZSS. He's like the, the ladder combo character. Bro, can we please play on Yoshi's? I, I won't do it. I won't do the it's thing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Mario diddles on Yoshi's. Now that's crazy. 
Yo, honestly, I might pick up Mario just in case. <laughs> they counterfeit there, and you're like, okay, I'll go Mario. And see, see, that's like the super that. big brain stuff. Like, you pick up Mario, and you have a pocket Mario. <laughs> so if someone picks you to Yoshi's after you leave it open, and you're like, ooh, thank you, buddy. Like The state of I'm the game Mario. if everyone had this mindset. <laughs> everyone just plays Mario. <laughs> everyone has a pocket Mario. They hear you say, like, pronounce Yoshi's, like, at the start of the sentence. Oh, okay, let's go. Yo oh, Mario. I'm going Mario. Mario. That's oh, how you're I, going uh, Mario, too? Okay, I'm going Mario. I counterpicked people in Smash 4 like that because Dreamland and Battlefield were legal. So like they would say, they would like begin stating the stage and I would already like say it before they even, they'll be like, Dreamland, I'll be like, Battlefield. And I was like, no matter what you pick, I, I get to play on a triplet, no matter what. It's like, it's just funny. Like the more experience you have, the more routine it gets, especially when the stage list isn't isn't perfect isn't i'll, I'll say it solidified yet i'll say it nicely the rule set usually isn't perfect that shit ass the dude fuck <laughs> i hate this game i just want seven minutes to at least be a standard just like can we just standardize the the timer i just want to standardize like one step at a time i know the, the asking to standardize the stage list is a bit much there's a lot of yeah. options to go with there can we at least just settle with like a set time, man? Just not eight minutes, please. <laughs> so at least, at least seven minutes. Every time I see eight minutes, my like, I just check out of that game, and I'm like, I'm just thinking about like how after the game, I'm telling them to change it. Like I'm not, I'm not even like focused on. The, I, I can't, I can't do it. We must change the time. Like, please, no. I have to help this person. They think. They think they're they're playing on uh, eight minutes. I love how we're talking about like you know like nothing Basically. is nothing is black and white, and then we're like, yo, never doing eight minutes. Like no, that no, is wrong. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, I'm trying to think of other like talk talking topics for improvement. I feel like we covered almost everything. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people want to know like specifically like how to practice some people want to know like how to practice when you don't really have like a practice partner or yeah you only have computers to play or you Oof. don't have internet or something like that um that you gotta have some kind of resource man yeah, <laughs> you have to have something like like i want to be like no you can figure you can figure it out all on your own but like experience is one part of practice that you need it's just it's a huge factor yeah and uh Cause there's so many different ways that people play the game and like if you don't get the experience you're eventually you'll plateau so okay, okay pink answer this question all right i want to get really good at smash but i don't have a switch i don't have a gamecube controller i don't have internet um and i don't have any friends that will play any game with me go how do you know smash exists <laughs> <laughs> Got any other hobby? Give, how do you even me, know what? How do you even know what Smash is? Uh... <laughs> I demand an in-depth answer on how to become the best player in the game with that scenario. I'm questioning if you even know what Smash is. <laughs> Please, if you're a real person, <laughs> you exist. <laughs> Smash 
Yeah, nah. Um, I think yeah, the most I'll, interesting. I'll go next. <laughs> go next. I think the most interesting thing about like talking about practice and improvement is a lot of people like for me like I just want to get the point across through like my experiences and what I've enjoyed and what has helped me and like trying to like stress to someone that like you know molding things for your comfort and experiences right i think everyone has something they can bring to the table when talking about this topic and that's why it's so interesting especially in a world where a lot of people try to view it as so cut and dry so i think that's definitely the most interesting thing to me about talking about it yeah and like a lot of people like i have to play someone better to improve i'm like that doesn't that's not a thing. That was always like such a weird thing that it like came up so often for me it because I time. that thought hasn't crossed my head one time in my entire life. And I'm not saying that because it's like, oh, look at me, like I'm so amazing at the game. I'm just saying like I've never considered that at when I'm practicing and like I consider so much stuff when it comes to like playing the game and trying to improve and I think once again it comes to the the thing where we're talking about like factors you can control right like i can't just control who i play with all the time i can try to an extent but i can't control their skill level at every waking moment so like why try to focus on that when i can focus on something i can control which is me my character and like what i can do to learn and improve so i've never considered my opponent's skill level once ever <laughs> Never. Let's break this down. I got I got the PGR pulled up. I'm looking at the top ten players. Now these all of these players do not regularly practice with each other in terms of practice, right? Um, some of them live like pretty close to each other, um, Mars and Light, right? Um, but they're like literally in different states, to my understanding. So they don't even really like even before COVID and stuff, um, they would kind of see each other at some regionals um and those those ones would that would get really good viewership because of that but for the most part a lot of these players like in the top 10 rankings in the world would literally kind of just like go to their locals and this is like the epitome of being able to get value from your practice when you're playing players that are not as good as you not as consistent as you in tournament does that mean that you're not going to get good practice from them absolutely not and i think one of the biggest like when you get to this like level of play, like this PGR level of play, that's really where like being able to get valuable practice um, from players that aren't as consistent as you in tournament really comes into play, right? Where where you can like really kind of you know practice different things, different scenarios, and get the most value out of it. Because like it's not like there's it's not like the PGR is like this inner circle of players that don't want to play anyone else and like they know all the secrets get better right i'm trying to think in terms of like smash brothers like history throughout games the last time anything was super concentrated was like brawl right where it was like tri-state there was like pretty much like the top five players in the world all lived in tri-state or something like that that was like and like even then i don't even know how much they practice with each other but like in terms of like concentrated top talent only like i wouldn't even say only playing with each other but like playing with each other consistently that's like the last time that happened to my knowledge so it's like scene was much smaller back then like that mm -hmm. wasn't even they're like giant tournaments were like 210 people yeah and that was like insane yeah so yes the excuse that you 
don't play with good enough players, that's why you're not improving. Yeah, just throw it out the window. That's not that's not really the reason. I or, understand most it. of the time it's not. I understand the thought process. Yeah. Oh, completely. But yeah. I but like and sure, if you have that option in the moment, why not take it, right? But I think once again, looking at it as like a a requirement is like where it's like, okay, calm down. <laughs> yeah, because like generally when you're going into practice, like or at least me personally. Let me let me. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, I don't know. Practice. Yeah. When I'm going into practice, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm very very comfortable doing these specific things. Um, I am uncomfortable doing this thing currently. I'm gonna play the game normally. That's the thing that a lot of people they they want to like hyper focus on forcing the situation that they're bad at to happen to happen. I'm gonna play the game normally. When the situation arises, I'm going to hyper focus on trying to do better at that situation or trying to figure out what I could be doing in that situation. And that's the entire practice session. Like, it's not like I'm practicing like 50 different things at once. Um, I'm personally not good at practicing 50 different things at once. Uh, But for that day, for those hours, this is what I'm working on. Go into it the next day. I work on it again. And if I feel like I've gotten better at it, cool i work on it again until i feel like i have it down completely once i have it down completely i'll just work on something else and i just repeat that cycle over and over again until i feel more complete and then it's just about being more consistent and like being disciplined in my mind and after after a while it's outside of game stuff I, the game is i don't know the game's limited like it i know we talk about how like crazy smashes and there are a ton of variables variables but at the end of the day it's still like data and numbers and stuff so yeah i always see it as limited and the things that the variables that usually affect me are outside of the game rather than in the game as long as i i know what i should be doing um and there the the one thing i will say is that when you play against better players there are a few situations that arise that you aren't comfortable with that are new to you because i mean they're, they're better you haven't seen them before and that is one thing that you can't get without playing the better players but for the most part, improving from like a low level to almost a top player, you can do it by yourself. And even you might, depending on what you identify as a top player, like me, anything outside of like top 15, top 20, it, somewhere around there, it doesn't feel like a top player. But that's also because I've been at the top before. So, yeah, it's, it's all perspective. But like having goals, that's so important. Yep. I feel like, uh, and even, I feel like so, so much people spread themselves thin. Um, like, I can tell you the last thing I was working on, like, uh, when I was, like, just playing, right? Like, I I felt like um, there's a lot of situations when I'm cornered that I swing out of the corner because I play, like, Fox or Wolf, and that's a very good option, but I do it too much, and I get punished really hard for it. I die for it. I take a lot of damage, right? So it's like... Um, going into like the last like grind session i had i was like i need to walk and shimmy my way out of the corner i need to like slowly go out like unless my opponent is like breathing down my throat like i i have space and if they're dashing back i need to like creep my way back in right like and that's like that you see how like pinpoint and specific that is obviously it's hard to find what those specific things are um you will 
be able to do that with more game knowledge, right? And like it'll become like more obvious and obvious to you. But even just like when you find them, I feel like some players they get so like hyped up when they find out what they need to work on, right? And it's like, oh dang, I need to like they have this huge list of stuff they need to work on. They're like, yeah, all that stuff, let's go, boom. And then they just and your 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 brain's so like cluttered at that point, right? Like just take it one thing at a time. Even if even if you break down your practice into like hour segments, right? Like all right. Um, I mean, obviously you don't need to do this, but this is like an example where it's like, I want to work on multiple things and I'm going to play for three hours. Okay. Um, first hour, I'm going to work on, uh, the first thing, second hour, work on the second thing, third hour, work on the third thing. Oh, you're trying to get turn me. But yeah, it's like being able to like break it down and spread it out is really important. And just like going into practice with goals, because if you don't go into practice with goals, I'll tell you what your goal is going to be. It's going to be to win the, the match or game. So, uh, that's just like, right. So (laughs) yeah, like if you're going in with like improvement goals, then your practice feels more like practice. So, yeah, I think I I just wanted to like touch up more on what pink said, because it's so important on improving specifically. I could not. Oh my God. Oh, oh, snap. He's lurking. <laughs> Barking turn me. I think... I think, like, um... Like, let's say I, like, I play for, like, a few hours and then, like, I look back and recollect and I'm like, there's so many things I'm thinking I could have done and it can be a bit overwhelming. I just try to, like, keep it in the back of my head for when it appears again next time. It's way easier said than done because there's so much stuff like even i can get overwhelmed if i'm working on so much stuff in a specific session but for a lot of this stuff the number one thing is just at least acknowledging at some point whether it's in and out of the game like the possibilities right because it'll all naturally come regardless of you forcing yourself to practice it or not i think just from pure experience 